I'm author, counselor, and coach Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one if you are new to the tribe or you're not a part of the tribe. And the reason why I live by that tagline for you as well as for myself is because I strongly believe that love is wisdom and wisdom is soul healing. We are not to be a fool for love. Um, not in my office today, so the lighting isn't all that great, but I'm like overlooking the water right now and it's like so, so beautiful. I don't usually go live on Fridays um, because that's usually like my day to prepare for the Sabbath and all that, but I'm pretty prepared because I've been rested. Um, so, and I didn't get a chance to go live yesterday. So I was like, let me go live today since I didn't go live this week. I'm sorry that it's so dark and I don't have my lighting and all that stuff going on right now. Um, so how to honor wicked parents. Sometimes I will talk to people who are struggling with so much shame and guilt because they are aware of the commandment to honor your mother and your father, but they have um, parents who are dishonoring to them and constantly provoke them or maybe they're narcissists, or maybe they're abusive and they've abused them. And then we have this um, religious way of shoving it down their throats. You still, that's still your mother and your father. You still have to honor and respect them. And they don't really share some of the stories in scripture where you can still honor a parent without allowing them to continually abuse you and feeling that guilt that um, you can't honor them the way that someone would honor a loving parent because we have to honor these types of parents in different ways. Like honor comes in different ways, right? I can honor um, my daughter in a different way than I want to honor my husband. So there's not a one size fits all when it comes to honor. But people often tell children who are um, come from abusive homes or parents and abuse is not just physical like maybe they abuse them emotionally they've abused them mentally they've abused them verbally um and then they get this uh like i said crammed down their throat like you have to honor you have to honor that's still your mother and then they don't share with them there are different ways to honor people according to the type of person that you're dealing with or parent that you're dealing with because some of us do have wicked parents and people who don't have a wicked parent, they don't understand what that feels like. And they have tremendous guilt. And I was there, you know, growing up in church and being taught about love and forgiveness. But then having one of my parents being very wicked, just a wicked, evil parent, um, betraying me, um, abusing me, lying on me, even up until like a few years back recently about what maybe four three four years ago when I tried to give this parent another chance and they basically sacrificed me for their own life like they sold this lie and this story to like everyone in the family of um just just fabricated narrative to protect themselves and what they had done and then made it look like I did it my own parent did this to me so when I talk to people this question is like right up my alley. I know what that's like. I know what that feels like. And um, so how do we honor a parent like that? So I did a podcast episode on it. Um, excuse me. I did a podcast episode on that. 
um, very theme. But I wanted to bring this up because for one, on my YouTube community tab, I shared um, a picture of my very first workshop that I did for my very first children's book. And it was called, What About My Daddy? And it was basically based on my childhood of not having that loving kind of father. My father was addicted to drugs. He um, was very verbally abusive. He was very, very emotionally abusive. I knew who he was. I, I sometimes knew where he was, but he was not present in my life and he wasn't a loving, healthy influence. Um, he actually showed me everything that love was not. And so when you have that kind of a parent and you're trying to obey the most high in his commandments, you can often feel guilt when it comes to that commandment of honoring your mother and your father when you have a parent who's wicked and they do evil things against you. So one of the first things that showed me, huh, honoring a parent doesn't mean being in a relationship with them, does not mean um, doing whatever they say, does not mean allowing them to abuse me. It was a story of David and Jonathan. It was two stories um, that helped me start to see the Most High showing me like, wow, you have to honor a, a wicked parent in a different way than a loving parent. And I read the story of David and Jonathan and how Jonathan was protecting David because his father basically wanted to kill David. And so you, you did not go against the king. Like that was something you didn't do. And then you see Jonathan standing up for his friend because of the wicked devices of his father. So that was the first time I saw, oh wow, you can stand up to a wicked parent and say, this is evil and this is wrong. Hmm. That was the first time. Fast forward years ago, when I find out about the Sefer Bible and the books that they took out, I read Jasher. And in that story, I see the history of Abraham or who we call Abraham and how his father literally betrays him. And my eyes just filled with tears because I'm like, I know what that feels like to be betrayed by your own father, for him to offer you up as a sacrifice to protect his own self. And the hurt that that feels. And then for people to not feel that hurt, know what that hurt feels like, and then keep being in your ear about, but that's your father, but that's your mother, but that's your this, that you gotta, you know, you gotta respect, respect, respect. And they think that respect means having a relationship with them. And I want us to understand those of us who are going through that with wicked parents, that honoring a wicked parent, um, when we hear the commandment to honor our mother and our father, we want to be conscious of the fact that Honoring them is also honoring the word of the Most High. Peace, Kanisha. Honoring the word of the Most High. One of many times we see in scripture is not allowing ourselves to be corrupt by wicked people, relationships, behaviors, right? So when we hear scriptures like um, evil communications corrupt your morals, anybody out there who has a wicked parent, you know that's what happens to you. They provoke you. They um, tempt you to do things and act out of character. And I've talked about this in a previous video. They call it reactive abuse, but I like to call it like reactive behavior. But you react in a way that you won't normally react around them. And scripture says, don't provoke your child. And these types of parents are constantly provoking because either they're lying on you or they're just lying in general or they're abusive with their tongue or they're narcissists 
or they they slander you they gossip about you they go tell these narratives and these stories that aren't true and you are trying to just respect them by not saying anything you know by not taking vengeance by not speaking up but we see how jonathan spoke up when his father was doing evil against david and this was a king we see you know that this is not uh like the scripture says there's nothing basically there's nothing new under the sun there's no temptation behind you um we see abraham's father betraying him offering him up to the king right and this is your father like your father's supposed to look out for you like if anybody's supposed to look out for you and protect you it's supposed to be your mother and your father but unfortunately, not all of us have that experience or that story. We don't all have loving parents. We don't all have parents who protect us. Some of us have parents who lie on us, who betray us, who sacrifice us up for their so-called good, who gossip about us, who will spin a fabricated narrative about us. And then we walk away hurt and feeling ashamed and then guilted into honoring them with staying in relationship with them. And I want us to consider today to also honor the word that says evil communication corrupts good morals. Honor that word also. So we don't wanna just honor one part of the scripture and then forget about the rest. This parents who are wicked can corrupt you, can corrupt you. So we don't wanna be deceived into trying to be in relationship with an unrepentant, wicked, parent and then calling it honor because we're not supposed to have no other gods above the most high and that's how you can make an idol out of a parent when you put that relationship with the parent above what the word says about wickedness which is evil communication will corrupt you don't do that don't have no other elohim before me and especially with narcissistic parents they want to become your god they want to be the center of your world. They don't want you putting nobody, not even the most high above them. And they'll use that scripture, honor your mother and father. You better honor your mother and father. You being so disrespectful because you won't let me abuse you. You being so disrespectful because you won't let me control you. You being so disrespectful because you won't let me manipulate you. And um, when you hear that narrative for so long, you can think you're doing something wrong by trying to preserve your own soul, like the scripture talks about. You know, who hates his own soul, but you're supposed to nourish it and cherish it. And when somebody is abusing you, how can you obey that precept? So um, one of the best ways to honor a wicked parent is putting distance between you and them so that you don't disrespect them and then dishonor them in that disrespect. Preserve your soul, um, keep yourself from being corrupted by them. I had a situation with my own father, so this is like right down my lane, where um, this, there's a separation that happened. I said, I will never, you know, do this to myself again. This is the last time you will corrupt me. And then I let family members get in my ear because I was around them and started to feel that guilt again and then got myself tangled up in relationship with him and it corrupted me. And by corrupted me, I don't mean that... Um, it made me a wicked person. I mean that it uh, almost destroyed me, like from the inside out, because of the slander and the lies. And when people provoke you like that, it almost tempts you to behave other than who you know you are in the most high. That's how a person can corrupt you from the inside out. 
And so we have to protect ourselves from being corrupted by wicked people, no matter who they are, including parents. So I just wanted to share that with you today, that if you have a wicked parent and by wicked, I mean, they might, um, they might preach scriptures, they might quote scriptures, they might rehearse scriptures, they might carry a Bible around, they might share scriptures and sermons and um, preachers and all that stuff online. They might do all of that, but that does not determine the true heart and nature of that person. How that person um, repents and behaves with you or that parent be repents and behaves with you when they do you wrong um, is who they really are. So if you have a parent who is fooling everyone by appearing that they love the most high and know all these scriptures and share all these things and they have all this knowledge, but they don't possess the spirit of the most high in them. And behind those scriptures and those posts, they are um, full of strife and evil and gossip and lying and, and hatred in their hearts um, towards you or somebody in your family that you're attached to and you're struggling with honoring them, the best way to honor them is to not allow them to corrupt you. And sometimes the best way you can allow them to not corrupt you is to put some separation between you two so that it does not happen. And to let people know who are associated with the both of you, do not try to make me be in relationship with this person. Don't do it. I recently had people try to come to me to get back in relationship with my father. I'm like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? I said the last, the time before the last time I said that was the last time. And then I fell, you know, for the guilt trip. Never again, you know, never again. Um, and, and let me just tell you, I, this, this was really serious. This wasn't just, you know, oh, I don't like how you behave. This, my father literally um, spun this narrative that made people believe that I harmed my grandmother when he was the one who actually did it. It made it look like I did it. I mean, like, and then threw me under the bus, got what he needed from me, and then went on with his life. You know what I'm saying? And then later on tried to, like, reach out to my children, like, you know, whatever I did, we need to get over it, because I... What? Like, are you out of your mind? Like, you have to be insane, you know, like reprobate state. And so um, some people have this belief system that um, forgiveness is for everybody, even if they're not repentant, that um, your parents are your parents and you always have to be in relationship with them. And if it's not, that wickedness is not happening to them. For some people, even when a wickedness happens to them, they still believe that. Um, but more often, um, it's people who don't know what that feels like to have a wicked parent that's telling you to be in relationship with the wicked parent who keeps corrupting you and trying to abuse you. Um, so this is like, uh, I just want to let those people know who are dealing with that. Like my heart goes out to you. I know what that feels like. It has happened to me. Um, one of the, I think one of the worst hurts is a, for a, your own parent to betray you, your own parent to lie on you, to um, just betray you. Like that is, that is such a deep, deep hurt. Um, it's as if it's not enough that you weren't there for me. Now I have to deal with on top of that, you betraying me. Um, it is such a deep hurt, but like Psalm 27, 10, my mother and my father says, my mother and my father have abandoned me. Peace, staff. 
My mother and my father have abandoned me, but the Most High, Yah, will take me in. The Most High will parent you. He will. The Most High will love you. He's the one who formed you. He is your father first. He is your parent first. Um, before the people that biologically were used to bring you into this world, he is your parent first. And um, if, you don't, if you don't have a wicked parent or you don't have a parent who's betrayed you, you might not understand this. You might feel like it's too harsh. You might feel like it's too hard. You might feel like it's not fair, it's not right, but you don't know what that pain is like. And you have to be careful um, bringing your understanding and your perception without ever having experienced that to a person who has. You have to be very careful because you can hurt them way more than they're already feeling. You know, you really have to be, you have to be um, careful with that. So um, ultimately, our Father, the Most High, is worthy of honor too. And we forfeit honoring him when we allow the wickedness of a parent to trump honoring the most high and what the most high says first. So sometimes people will just take one scripture and then apply it to everything and then forget about the other ones that we need to consider to live a balanced life. And I know because I've been there. I've had for years people guilt me about not having, you know, relationships with parents and um you know, why this, this, and that, and they don't understand, you know, a person don't have to put their hands on you for you to be abused. And sometimes the worst abuse that, ha that is way more long lasting is, is the abuse that never touches you physically. It's the mouth, it's the lies, it's the emotions, it's the mental messing with your head. Um, it takes people a long time to heal from that. Um, and so when we try to make them be in relationship with someone who's a parent who's not repentant for causing that kind of harm, you are asking them basically to put the parent above the most high. And what he says about how we're supposed to treat wicked people no matter who they are. And so one of the best ways, like I said, to honor a wicked parent is to put some space in between you two so that you don't end up being so provoked that you do disrespect them with your mouth or you say something or you do something or you behave in a way because they'll take you there. They will take you there. That wickedness will, ooh, it's a snare as we've been learning in Healing Pain with Proverbs. And you'll find yourself um, being caught up and then it looks like it's you because of how you responded. They're very sneaky. You gotta be so careful with them. And so one of the best ways to honor the most high above your biological parent is to not allow them to corrupt you and to honor Yah above everybody. You know, we also know in the commandments that we're not supposed to have no other most high above Yah. But we do that when we put, the, um, put a parent at the center of our life and the center of our world, despite their wickedness, when we know the most high doesn't want to tolerate that. So I hope that helped you. Um, I'll go back later on and put in the description the link to the podcast that I did on this topic as well to help you through that. And um, I'll see y'all Monday for Healing Pain with Proverbs. Thank y'all for checking in. See y'all later. Peace, truth, drive.